Hello, everybody. <laughs> this is, that's better than the, oh, uh, is this going? Right. <laughs> Hello, three people. Hello, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is episode number 39 of Something Over the Hill. And we sat down with the owners of Katoy, a restaurant that we worked at that somebody burnt down. <laughs> um, it, it was like the investor guy, Philip Kafka, and I don't know, the front of house lady kind of thing general manager yeah courtney. director of experience is what her yeah. business card says <laughs> courtney Hen- henrietta i think it's just henriette henriette mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so but you you want to talk a little bit about because yeah I've we we went we didn't really like talk exactly about what happened so just to like clear any confusion um so toy is the restaurant that Bart and I are both employed at, as well as pretty pretty much all of our friends. Um, and, like, I don't even know what date it was. It was probably, like, two or three weeks ago now. Um, the restaurant was on fire, and it turned out that it was due to arson. And so we pretty much are all jobless now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was... I, arson's a thing here. It's pretty strange. But... I think another thing that we missed talking about is just saying thank you to, like, the Detroit restaurant scene, which has really, like, been amazing to see. it. It's really strange. Um, all these different people threw fundraisers for us. And, and are like, still. Yeah, and are, are still doing it. And There's one in Philly tonight. Yeah, damn. So, yeah, and I don't... I don't know all the restaurants and bars that have done it, but I mean, so as far, general, like, thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, it's been like two James, um, Gold Cash Gold, Motor City Wine, um, just to name a few. Um, thank you. Yeah, it's but just we've just received a lot of community support, um, which is really, really nice. Yeah. And it's really cool to see that community step up as a whole and try and take care of each other, you know? And last, uh, you got anything else? No, about not that? about that, no. And Yeah, I just want to say if you guys like stand-up, because I feel like a lot of Detroit Metro people will be listening to this, but I run a show Monday nights at LJ's Sweetheart Bar in Corktown, 8 p.m., 8 to 10. Um, yeah, it's a fun show. And it's right down the street from Katoy, or where Katoy, the ashes of Katoy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, come out and it's called Prankus with yeah, Bart Dangus. Yes, Prankus with Bart Dangus. It's a a comedy show of sorts. Exactly. Um, you can definitely find information about it on our Instagram at sothpodcast, podcast, um, as well as Bart's Instagram at analog uber. <laughs> yes. Um, or anal og uber, yes. depending on how you read things. Depending on your outlook on life, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Um, it is a really fun show. Um, it's just like it's not like a standard grueling. We fuck around a open lot. Open mic. There's lots of there's lots of honking and hooking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you want to read about it, you could. There's like the Metropolitan wrote an article about it. I believe that's the link in our profile. Yeah, yeah. Moment. It is. Or you could just find it on themetdebt.com. But is that it? Yeah, I think so. Cool. So, yeah, enjoy us talking to these two people about shit burning down in and Detroit. Other yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was It's a very Detroit episode though, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was fun.
cool thanks guys yeah uh we're here with courtney and philip in philip's hut we're, we're in a hut right now um this is katoy yeah this is katoy right now aside from brad aside from brad <laughs> yes. head chef um so assuming no one knows what katoy is yeah. um katoy is the restaurant that employs both brett and i um, and is also owned by the two individuals that we're sit- sitting with, um, as well as Brad, who is not here. Um, and yeah, so we're sitting down to talk to them. We had a very exciting week, week and a half at Katoy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. We just kind of wanted to talk about everything and see how you guys are doing. Well, uh, like I think a lot of Detroit people are going to listen to this because I, I think people are interested. But also for non-Detroit people... Like, basically, you guys have a restaurant that got burnt down. Not burnt down, <laughs> but burnt out. Yeah. By an burnt arsonist. Up. Yeah, burnt up. Burnt <laughs> up. But it's a pretty insane thing. And, I mean, just the way that, like, the community of restaurants and folks came together, like, to be like, holy shit. Like, you guys are in need. Like, let's do fundraisers. Like, come over for drinks. Has been amazing. Um. And I don't know if that's, like, is that a thing in restaurant culture or is that, like, specific to Detroit? I think that's Detroit culture. Um, I mean, I don't I don't own any restaurants anywhere else, so I can't tell you for sure, but it's a very much a Detroit thing. Like, I'm still getting messages today, like, a week later on my phone of people being like, I'm so sorry, but I'm eating at Mudgies to support you. And I didn't even know that Mudgies was having a fundraiser. Like, it's... Like it's it's a little dizzying the amount of people who are doing things for us. Like it's, over- yeah, wow. it, it's nuts. But uh, I think maybe you guys should explain Katoy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think no. It's a it's a not your typical restaurant by any means. It's not my typical restaurant workplace dining experience. Like any of that. So yeah, I think it's worth talking about. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I think Courtney should start by explaining her conception of Katoy because. Um, she kind of birthed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long was that labor? It was like a long time. <laughs> still <laughs> pain. Um. Well, everything in life is a... Every every result is a consequence of every single moment that happened before it, right? Right. So Courtney's actually not kidding. Like, her entire life... I mean, the way I know Courtney led to this point. And Katoy was... There's, there's nowhere else for Courtney to have gone. She's invested so much time in Detroit and the way she thinks about the world and the way she thinks about people that this is a very logical consequence to your entire existence. Mm-hmm. And it takes it forensics and investigation to understand the trajectory of one's life and how it leads to a certain place. But as I've gotten to know Courtney, um, Katoy is a very appropriate place for her to be. And I'll let her continue. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sh- Chef Brad, who's who's not here, um, we met when he moved to Detroit. Um, trying to keep it simple. Are you from here? I am, okay. yeah. I've been here a long time, doing lots of different things. And um, I just wanted to, th- I don't know, like I just like throwing parties and events and bringing people together, and that's what I was doing, just a bunch of like this and that and like having like weird outdoor lawn parties and things. And um, I met Brad, whose food I really liked, and I knew I wanted to work with him in some capacity, and I had no idea realistically, because I don't know if you know this, but pop-up dinners are not very lucrative. Mm-hmm. And so then I had this idea that we should get a food truck because that seemed like a really great accessory. I do, I do like accessories. 
What do you mean accessory? accessory? Like a bracelet? Like like a handbag? Like 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 <laughs> yeah, this you thing. definitely like accessories. Yeah, yeah, like we can have this. It's a you have a lot of feathers kitchen. on your head right now. I do, Hanging. I do. And yeah, and so I thought, well, if we get a food truck, then we can like do parties and like in the middle of nowhere. Like, doesn't that sound fun? Like nothing that was going to make any money for anyone. Or, but it sounded like lots of fun. And Brad was like, oh, we'll have a restaurant. And one thing led to another. We bought a food truck and we've done a lot of weird things and we've <laughs> had one restaurant in Ann Arbor that we closed up when it was time time to come back to Detroit. Um, yeah. So, and then of course, and then we, Philip's been sort of my muse and inspiration um, just because of how he sees the world. So you have, it, it, I'm going all over here, but I think Katoy is what Katoy is because you have three people who are in together to make a restaurant. They all have their sort of s- they each have their unique visions of what they want out of life. I want to bring people together. I think <coughs> Philip very much has an architectural vision and a vision for creating businesses that are exciting. Um, Brad just wants to cook. It's interesting to say, too, that Brad didn't come from working in other kitchens. Well, he's had experience. He was doing pop-ups on his own. He was working as a graphic designer when we came together. Holy so shit. You have I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So you have three people who came together to make a restaurant who literally have never owned a restaurant before. <laughs> Uh-huh. I think yeah. that's worth noting. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and, you know, for me, the thing that makes Katoy so interesting, you know, you don't I, – I, I'm from Texas, and I had a business in New York that I sold, and I chose to come to Detroit, right? And you don't choose to come to Detroit to do something standard. Um, you <laughs> don't choose to come to Detroit to, to live uh, in everyday existence. Um, I feel that. And so, you know, you want to do things in an excellent way, and you want to do things your own way. And Detroit allowed – Katoy the opportunity to do that and what's so interesting about Katoy and you know if you kind of open up uh, if you if you if you pop the hood and look under it there's three partners and we don't mess with anyone else's gig Courtney and I have never told Brad what to cook or not cook and I never intend to and I know Courtney never intend to Mm -hmm. Courtney handles the people I have never ever doubted Courtney's choice on who she chooses to work in the restaurant with her and I never will. If there's somebody that I don't like and there never has been, mm-hmm. I'm going to just have faith that Courtney sees something in them that's special because she continues to make the right choices. And when it comes to space and the buildings that we choose and the way we develop the spaces and, and how we lay them out and how we design them, that's my gig. And nobody gets in my way. And Brad doesn't get in Courtney's way. And it's, it's, it's amazing because there's this, there's three really strong pillars and it's not even that we're non-negotiable because if we started talking to each other, I'm sure that we could find common ground to stand on, but nobody's asking the other person to negotiate. So you have three extremely pure expressions in one place where most businesses that have partners, it's one very compromised expression of everyone's view, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like every partner would go to the chef and be like, hey, well, let's do this, let's do that. And the chef's finally like, okay, I'll negotiate, like I'll do that. But then the chef starts to get throw his hat in the ring and be like, well, let's not do that light here. Let's not do that there. Or like, don't hire those people. And it's one expression of many compromised views. And it sucks. Katoy is an expression of three uncompromised views. And that's why it's so powerful. And, um, and I'm just so – I'm thankful as somebody who didn't have to be in Detroit or have to do business in Detroit that Katoy became what it is because other than being successful and being a place that – collects very interesting people and provides them with income it's interesting you know it's objectively interesting and you go to a restaurant in new york city no matter how good that restaurant is it's very hard to find something that's actually interesting um because everybody has to make so many compromises so that's good to me 
Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting perspective. I really, I never thought of like the uncompromised aspect of it. And that totally rings true. Like the food is like so unique and so good. Like it's literally like it's the best food up. I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I have so many guests tell me like, this is literally the best meal I've ever had. And that happens every single night. Um, and that's amazing. And it's so cool. And it's really easy to get behind it. And the space is such an experience. And people are always like, where am I? Um, for those of you who don't know, to give you a brief visualization, I'll post pictures and stuff, but it was an old muffler shop. Ri- no. Or paint shop. Or <laughs> it, was all, it, shop. it was It was. Um, <laughs> Some sort of it car was, it was a The building was treated as a, as, a, as a car prostitute. It served every single purpose uh-huh. that okay, any car, okay. car every car facility could ever need. <laughs> it was used in every which way. Yeah, so that was the base structure for it. And then Philip went in and made it like, a spaceship it's literally a spaceship like the lights are really crazy everything is very like modern and clean. very neon very neon um and just like not like any space you've pretty much ever been in and it's still it's cool that they utilize the old building because it's still like it belongs in detroit and this build the structure has been here for so long and that's really cool. People are definitely really interested in that. They're like, what was this building? Um, I think it's worth saying to note, though, that um, Philip has a really good relationship with Ish, our architect. Oh, yeah, Ish. And conceptually, I think there's a lot of thought that went into the space. Um, but if you think about the space itself, it's actually quite simple. And I think that's one of the important things. And I think about sure. when I think of Philip as a, as a builder, I, 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 th- I mean, we're in a hut right now with using some of these same materials. So, like, the walls are made of polycarbonate, which is really it's fun to look at. And, of course, these, like, little LED strips look magical behind them but they're all very simple things like as a space it wasn't crazy it wasn't it's crazy expensive it just was really well thought out and you could speak to more to well, that. i think lighting is really important mm-hmm. anywhere oh, yeah. in any space yeah. and it, ch- it transforms the room or whatever like it well, my philosophy and 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 real estate is, is is the same as my philosophy in anything things that are unexpected are always more interesting so katoy benefits Agreed. from what i call in real estate the rabbit hole effect and where uh-huh. we're sitting right now also benefits from the rabbit hole effect. You are more intrigued with something when you can never imagine what you find on the inside of it based on how it looks on the outside. It's kind of like when you see a guy who's tatted up or is in like spends too much time in the gym, but suddenly he's waxing poetic. That man becomes more interesting than either of those parts independent <laughs> of each other. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And so, Or it's like me looking like a dirt bag, but I got like... A taste for fine wine. <laughs> 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 no, but also like right here, this is a, this is a rabbit hole effect right now. Um, you all are very relaxed people. Okay, you I've known you. You've worked at the restaurant. And by the way, you guys were just commending the food. The amazing thing about the uncompromised vision, you you the three of you are part of the people at Katoy. Every single person that talks to me about the restaurant not only commends the food, they commend the people there. So it's not only that everything that comes out of the kitchen is amazing. It seems like everybody who runs the floor and everybody who experiences guests also has that same magic that the kitchen has. And I think that people say the same thing about the space. Nobody's underwhelmed. Yeah, I think yeah. that speaks a lot to like what we're selling too because like I can actually like 100% be behind what I'm trying to sell you and I'm not lying to you when I tell you you're not going to make a bad choice. I'll tell you what I think based on what you t- tell me you like. I'll like be like, well, maybe you like this better than this, but literally there is nothing bad on our menu. Well, I think the clientele is good too. Yeah, like, it is. I mean, like I've worked in restaurants for a long time and it's not my end game, you know? Like I don't want to do this forever, but this has been great for me because, you know, I could do it a couple nights a week and, fo- you know, focus on stand-up. But when I'm there, it's like 
the customers that come in want to be there and like i can have such a better conversation than somebody that with somebody that wants to like experience the food and this place and this weird thing as opposed to somebody that's just coming in to like i need to eat because i'm hungry and yeah, angry i definitely you know? don't ever or i sometimes do but it's not often that i get the person that's like i'll take the chardonnay without even looking at the menu like everyone's like oh what, this you is a cool do you still get the people that once order diet coke yeah. <laughs> <Once in a while, laughs> like, sorry unavoidable well everything is it that all what you're saying right now is a consequence of the rabbit hole effect right because if you commercialize a building and you put a bunch of windows in the front and you make it look like and you put a sign up that says eat here Suddenly you get people who don't necessarily, it's like, oh, that's a place to eat, okay? But Gatoy, the entire vibe of the exterior of the place, it's, it's, it's designed to embolden a clientele to step into the building and make a conscious choice. It's the same with a relationship. I, don't, I personally, I, I, don't, I don't believe in dating for years on end. I say you just make a conscious choice and you're there with a the person or you're not. And that, that paints the entire future. And so with Gatoy, every single guest, nobody l- drives by that place and like, oh, that's a place to eat. They say, what yeah. is that? I'm going to make the conscious choice yeah. to stop my car, True. investigate it, and then... Especially when there's a line of people out the door. At, <laughs> yeah. at 4.45 yeah. p.m. Which yeah. is absurd. It's, it's absurd On to me Tuesday. that people wait three hours to eat the food. And they do. Or not, to, not just to eat the food, but to be there. Yeah, to, and have, that's, that's to have the ex- experience. Yeah. And it is. It's more than just a meal. It's an experience. Yeah. I, I think Thank that's you. important to point out, too. I mean, to, I know maybe because you're on the floor, <laughs> it's maybe more, di- you don't <coughs> want to sort of go at ends about yourselves. But, I mean, that's the one thing that makes me really happy is that we have front of house staff that are so, so important. Like, I mean, they're all you're all really good communicators. Like everyone on the floor understands the bar, understands the kitchen, and is able to sort of to translate that to people. And I think that's something in restaurants that <coughs> we strive for that I don't think gets mentioned a lot. It's like um, I don't know, like a pair of glasses. If they're working really well, um, you don't notice the glass. Yeah. Same thing with front of house staff and. Yeah. Um, I feel like the front of house is just a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. And it's great. <laughs> and yeah. Like and I mean that in the best and way. I, like I we're fucking them. weirdos. They are my main friends that I've made since I moved to Detroit is everyone that works at Katoy. Like some of my best friends are because of Katoy. I mean, I, we've made a place where we feel comfortable. Like I don't really go to bars that often, but like I like hosting Saturday night because I like to chat with who's up front. I like to chat with guests. Like I, I've been like, what do I do with my time now? And I know it's the same thing with like Philip. Like when you come to town, you always have your meetings with Katoy because it's just like, and I get excited when you come to town. It's like it's like a it's truly is like our living room. And you always drink like five to ten topos. <laughs> <at least>. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. We uh, love Topo Chico at Katoy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's not a sponsored. That's not sponsored. They're yeah. not. They're not paying for Unless that. Unless you want to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you I mean, want to sponsor, what's up, us, Topo we'll Chico? <laughs> what's up? Yeah, we're here. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think going back to the space, like the, <laughs> I mean, anybody that's not gonna look it up, like I always think it's like, like a, it's like a bar that would be in like Star Wars, you know, but <laughs> nobody evolved to some weird creature. It's just like normal people, you know. Yeah. Well, or I've also heard a, uh, fuck, what's that? Uh, Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Yeah, Blade yeah. Runner. yeah, yeah. I've yeah. heard the Blade Runner sort of. Well, when Ish, the architect, and I sat down and looked at the building, we talked about many experiences. As you know, in the gr- in the dining room, there's two bays for other garage doors. Okay. So one option, and we said the most obvious option, is basically we're going to bust out three garage doors, we're going to open up to a patio, we're going to party, we're going to have fun, okay? 
you have to have a very specific sensibility in Detroit because things like what happened to the restaurant can happen, you know, and you need to be, I, w- I don't even use the word respectful anymore. I'm no altruist. I'm not, <laughs> I don't have a social mission. I don't have a social agenda. Um, I just believe in doing good work. And if you do good work, that's the best you can do for the world. Um, and you have to do the right kind of work too, though. Um, and I thought it was a little bit insensitive to celebrate life to such a great degree in Detroit. And that's what led to the rabbit hole is us thinking, look, we've got to contain the energy in the building. Um, because it's not appropriate for us to celebrate life because that's what people do when they come to Katoy. That's what any hospita- hospitable experience is. You bringing wine over here, it's a celebration of life. It's like somebody worked, sweat, and toiled so that we can sit down at this table and enjoy the leisure that we have. We don't have to be out breaking our backs doing some sort of manual labor. We have the time to do this. This is a celebration. And in Detroit, you have to be sensitive about where you celebrate and how. That's another reason why we're sitting in a Quonset hut. You know, it. you want to build new things and you want the city to progress, <coughs> but you have to do it in a very democratic way. And the people who are not of our world, because there are many different worlds in this world, who step <laughs> into the restaurant, chose to. Again, like everyone else, they chose to. And they said, you know what? I'm bracing myself for something that's totally different than I could ever imagine. But Katoya intentionally doesn't rub what's happening on the in the building in anyone's face. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's and really I think so. And then Courtney takes... Courtney's job and Brad's job is Courtney is the first line of defense and as soon as somebody makes the bold decision to walk into the place they're rewarded with the amazing people that work there and the energy that Courtney's magic wand endows upon uh-huh. the place and, and 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 then if they wait for two hours okay if they wait for two hours and they sit down at a table they they get even greater rewards you know because then they get to 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 dive in to the oyster and find the pearl that's that's the food. It's side it's note: we don't sell oysters. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm now, so thanks. Wait, for didn't we in. have an oyster? Yes, we, we had yeah. oysters. Yeah. Side yeah. note: we do not, had not one plate for a couple though. couple days. No, that's really that's really cool. Um, it's I, it's interesting all all this. Well, that's something that I think about a lot, having been um, like a privileged young white woman with uh, institutionalized education. And I'm coming to Detroit and like I want to be conscious of what I'm doing and what I'm partaking in and like I want to contribute to this society and I want to I don't know I I don't want to hurt anyone or anything or take away from anyone's experience and that's really interesting that that was something that you thought about because I didn't know that I didn't know that that was part of the concept of the whole rabbit hole if you will. We will serve anyone as you know at Katoy Mm -hmm. and you guys know that better than I do even. If they choose to accept us, mm-hmm. if you accept us by making the choice to come into the building, we accept you. And 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 the design communicates that, right? It, it's not as it, it's not as interactive as the experience that you all, Courtney, and you all create at the front of the restaurant as really like grabbing somebody and bringing them in. But it communicates that you have to consciously choose to step into that building. Yeah, it's super modest on the outside, almost like dingy even. <laughs> yeah, add into that though, I think there to be so I there's is a reward system so I, I almost think of the the interior the the dining rooms as sort of inner sanctuary and we we light a lot of sage and we are, we're all sort of mindful of like <laughs> energy v- very yeah, everything we that have happens offerings. inside there but but on that note I mean we have people thank you like on Saturday nights who wait two three hours and there's something about that is how you set the design up. So when you walk into the bar, you have one experience. So perhaps you sit at the bar for two hours. Perhaps you go out and come back in. But there's something 
really wonderful that, that, that after that time you get rewarded with this interior experience. I mean, could you imagine if like, if, like you said, the bar was just sort of at the back of the restaurant. So you come in, see the host, it's going to be three hours, but you've sort of already seen everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's nothing to wait for. You, you definitely have made an entrance. Like there's, yeah. you enter the dining room and it's like a, ooh, and you can see it's an open kitchen. You yeah. can see the kitchen, everyone working. So many photos have been taken of lots of, photos. so many of the same photos have been taken yeah. by people in there. Yeah. It's but crazy. That's because everyone wants to be like, wow, look what I saw. Like yeah. this is not something you see every day. But they also perhaps this, like again, this, this idea of levels of reward, reward. So, you're rewarded by coming into the building with with the bar and that's totally unexpected and then you're rewarded again by going into the dining room and seeing that but maybe it wouldn't have been as exciting maybe all these people wouldn't be taking as many pictures if yeah. it's just if it's just three doors open that's true you know part of what makes um because there's something you asked in the beginning that we can get back to which is you asked about detroit and 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 about the community here and if that's unique to the restaurant industry Part of what makes Katoy so interesting, too, in my opinion, um, is the fact that what happened in terms of the fire, somebody basically broke into the building. Here's my forensics, right? Here's what I think happened. The fire happened where the receiver for our stereo system is, all right, which is by the bar and the hostess stand. Mm-hmm. Somebody broke in, was drinking booze, saw the camera, said, oh, shit, saw the receiver equipment, said, that's probably the camera, lit that cabinet on fire to burn the camera hard drive. And then was like, the fire got out of hand, bolted out the back door, was so frazzled, they left the booze there. It's like a huge bag. Damn. And jetted. So that's why the fire was concentrated up front. That, those are my forensics. Yeah, see, I, I was one, like, I had no idea that's, like, I thought somebody just, like, lit some rags on fire, like, on the bar or something. But. That's what I, th- I think that happened. Right, right, I mean, yeah. You, that's what you guys said. The host stand was just, like, completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of plastic <laughs> in Katoy. And, like, I, I actually haven't been to the space since the fire, but I've seen pictures, and it's just, like, it's crazy. Melty. It's, it's very emotional for me, actually, because I spend, I don't know, so much time there, and it's definitely a second home for me. Um, but, yeah, all the melted plastic everywhere was just, like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's crazy. It's nuts. But p- part of what makes the existence of Katoy so interesting is that what happened is a possibility. Yeah. It's it, Again, it's the rabbit hole again. Because it's so unexpected for what was happening in that building to be happening in the building, in the place, in the city, with the people, everything about it. That be, And it was all so interesting because what happened could have happened. Do, do you know what I mean? And it's like we all took a big risk. You all have taken a big risk by getting in your car and coming to Detroit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where 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 things like this do happen and there is a sense of reality. And that's to answer your question, I think it's Detroit that has the unique sensibility because and I'm getting so serious and I'm po- I apologize. No, uh, that's cool. We like serious. I've <laughs> cried on the podcast before. I'm going to have another More glass of wine too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll put the bottle yeah. Can I pour it for you? Um, that'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> In our cafeteria Did you guys cups? notice these cups? The, we're using cafeteria cups right now. They're amazing. And when you finish your beverage, wait, drink that. There's an eye hole. If you, if you, if you drink to the bottom of the cup, oh, I saw that. there's an eye hole, <laughs> and it, it's so that you know you can see out and make sure nobody's approaching you as you finish your beverage. That's liter- That's like part of the design. You're well, like I didn't know it until I finished my wine, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's. And you great. were staring at us. <laughs> yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, that's funny. 
But I think that everybody who chooses to come to Detroit chooses to make business. There's layers of 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 of, of choice. You know, you can you can sleep with somebody, you can marry somebody, and but you're still giving yourself in some way, shape, or form. Just you to just hang degrees. out with somebody too, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, that, come on, that, that's true too. Um, but in Detroit, everybody who's made the conscious choice to come here, it's almost like you've and I, you know, again, I'm no altruist. I'm not. I don't need to be respectful in any way. The best <laughs> the best thing I can do is to do my work the best I can. And not hold any prejudice during the process. If you choose to come to Detroit, you're enrolling for war, and you, <laughs> y- you are, you are, you are, and you have a mutual respect for everybody who's here, who's been here, who's black, who's white, who's old, who's young, because you realize that you're in something that's more difficult than life has to be, and you've chosen to be. And the reason why people are so supportive of us is because they're so thankful that we chose to come and make that investment here, mm-hmm. and they're like, we're fighting the same battle. And we understand that this same thing could happen to us. And therefore, we're going to help you get back on your feet because we know that since we're all in this war together, you're going to help us get back on our feet too. And that's yeah. why I think there's a sense of camaraderie in this city um, that does exist because it's like it's like your band of brothers. You know, you guys don't have to be fixing up a house that doesn't have heat. You know, you don't have to be doing that. You could very easily be living in a brand new condominium development in Phoenix, Arizona, going to Whole Foods and LA Fitness and, you know, not even having to go to Shit, LA. We, How do you we, know we us? go to both of those. It's <laughs> 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 like, where do you live, Philip? We still, we we still, still go, go to both, both of those, those now, though. <laughs> <laughs> God, now we look like dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's so but funny. No, like, I know what you mean. Like, Detroit is a fucking crazy place. Yeah. And I feel like we're always just talking about it. And it's like, I feel like it's like a more realistic version of how the world actually is, maybe. And just concentrated into like a small, because p- it, it just has like so many different <coughs> spectrums of life, like concentrated in a small p- space. Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying something else? Kind of, <laughs> yeah. But also it's like, I don't know. Like I kind of feel like the world's burning a bit. <laughs> You know, and I feel like it's more apparent here, but it's also like you guys are creating something amazing out of this old, you know, building that had three walls and like we're here, you know, like I'm doing stand up. Like I turned a a broom closet, not a closet, but like where they store brooms and beer cans in like a stand up room. Yeah. And like. You're taking photos of shit and... I take photos of shit. <laughs> and doing the podcast. I don't and take pictures of Blight. True. Um, but I don't know. It's like, for me, it's like a, a place where it's much easier to day by day survive while focusing on something big for yourself and something that you need to take a chance with, if if that makes any sense. I th- I think perhaps part of that is that you're forced to participate going back to all of this is that i mean now we do have a whole foods <laughs> <laughs> the smallest <But> one ever <laughs> smallest oh my one God, ever it's so tiny um but that being said it's it's really hard to just plug in to detroit like you can't ju- i mean maybe now hmm. there's parts of downtown i suppose but like you can't just get your condo downtown like have like all the oh. retail you need you know it's like there's cities where you can plug in you live in new york you're plugged in like you don't go through new york thinking like what do i have to make like so much of Detroit was just built on people. I mean, even for us, Katoy, right? Like, there was no space that we wanted. There was no space, like, the bar we wanted. There was no food. <coughs> there was no kitchen making food, like the one, like the food Brad wanted to make. There's no place that 
Philip felt comfortable the way he does in Katoy, so we made it. What about your edge, CV? No one in the Midwest has your edge. When <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting here in you know fishnet stockings and um, like this leather belt skirt thing, it's cool. Bondage. I, like it. yeah. I think you put I think you put your socks on your hands oh, yeah. on accident. <laughs> but you know what? I have this moment like because it's crazy, and this is what's fun about Detroit is that like we have this space and like people come in and a lot of them do and it's lovely and i don't even know a lot of them they come from cities and places that are just like like out there like crazy suburbs i've never heard of and (laughs) i I think the most gratifying point to all of it is that when people are always looking at me and they're like what do you do and i or like looking at me funny like why can't she wear like a whole outfit (laughs) and there's this moment where i get to go oh wait I can do whatever I want. I own this yeah. place. You also have a very youthful look about you, so I feel like people are probably just like, all right, who's the little host here? And yeah. they're like, no, I own this place. C- cute 17-year-old. Yeah, seriously. When do you graduate high school? Oh, man, you're too kind. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Detroit's a fucking weird place. I it's, love it. I love it, too, and it does push me to do things that I wouldn't normally do like my job got burnt up yeah and now <laughs> i'm like and both of ours and that's how we yeah, used to live and our and roommate too now, so all yeah. the people in our household <laughs> uh are currently unemployed but we're all like hustling and it's really cool like a roommate mo is focusing on her press art problems and she's been like selling a bunch of shit and making a bunch of shit and like just being <coughs> badass i don't know she's a crazy entrepreneur woman yeah. and then i've been like pushing photos brett's been hustling hard screen printing stuff and you make katoy bags for us make katoy bags which were like we're really excited oh you you guys made those i made those yeah Yeah. they're awesome well and and yeah like i mean even though i was only there like two nights a week like that was my main source of income and i make a little bit of money doing stand-up a little bit doing screen printing but with this happening it's kind of like it's like a good push for me to be like, all right, I got to, like, push some shit, you know, to live. The other thing that's good and bad about <coughs> Katoy is that, if I may say so myself, I, I won't be humble for a second. <laughs> we, we, we leveled the game up, right? So a lot of people listening who aren't from Detroit, who've never been to Katoy, have never met you all, don't know you all. Maybe everybody listening. Oh, I I imagine that this. We is have some people who don't know us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- these are two cool, very cool people. Great mm-hmm. energy, great vibe. I'm intrinsically interested in them, right? Um, I'm intrigued by them. They chose to move to Detroit. I was actually just asking the questions about why they did. Um, you can't just go get another job at a restaurant. Katoy is different. And that's what I don't want. Yeah. Y- you know, and you know that's what makes we're trying to push. Katoy is an aspirational place. It's it's trying to be more than what is demanded. Um, and this is the downside of that. You know, if they say the cost of being a wolf is loneliness, right? Katoy's <laughs> out there on its own. Katoy's <laughs> out there on its own, and everybody who's unemployed because of this tragic fire can't just go get the same sort of job in another place. Not it's, at it's all. Not There's no other job that will be like Katoy. On, on the same note, I should say that I think that was most powerful for me was that so when the fire happened, I was here. Philip was in Dallas. My other business partner was in Thailand. So far away. So it was like me. Yeah, Brad. So I live in this really amazing hut that Philip built. We could show pictures. Yeah, I took it. It's made out of mud and sticks. (laughs) 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 So so at like seven in the morning, I'm hearing 
pounds on my like polycarbonate walls. Like I think my whole structure is shaking that like the world is ending. And I hear Chef Mike, because um, Brad has this amazing team of chefs. So Chef Mike and Cam and his girlfriend Elise, who also works at Katoy, and they're going, Courtney, come down, come come down. And, and Mike's like, Katoy is gone. I'm like, this is like my worst nightmare. But on the same hand, I'm like, oh my, like I could have gotten this on a phone call. But they were literally like, they went there and they went to drive to get me. Like, that was their first thought. Like I, we, we've created this community of people that care about each other so much that they like, that was their first reaction. Like, let's go get Courtney. And they drove me there. And I was a little confused because like the restaurant was on fire and both my business partners were gone. Was it still on fire when you got there? It, it was, I mean, it, they would just put it out, but okay. like, it, you know, it was big news to handle as one third of this entity. But I mean, like, but Right there, like everyone from in the next like hour, everyone from Katoy just started showing up and everyone was like, let's do this. Like, like I was surrounded by people all solving this issue together. Um, Shit, I didn't show up. Yeah, I, no, I showed I up was, the night, the I night, was very that depressed. night though. No, no, no. But, but then that night we all came to this hut and yeah. it was like a gang of 30 and everybody was here together being like, how do we move forward next? And, 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 you know, in this past week, I've spent my day divided by like hanging out with the bartenders, hanging out with my front of house, hanging out with like my partners. Yeah. It's been like I've never been alone. And very I just taking care of kind of place we, of each other. And I just I mean, we're all sort of like like mobilizing to like okay let's see how we can like make merchandising to keep everyone here employed um but i just i just imagine that other restaurants or some places where they'd be like oh man my job burned down i think that happened to me once i went on vacation i worked at this really shady coffee shop when i was like 17 <laughs> and i came Last back year. and it was like <laughs> it was gone like they just like drugs or something that was shut down and you're just like i need to find another job Damn. but the fact that like there's like 30 people now that still identify as katoy that like i feel now that i'm a comrade among these people i mean that's like that's the power of Katoy. Yeah. And that's something. And like something. Th that day too, where I <coughs> felt like the power of Katoy, like I was really <laughs> sad and. Like Make it sound like Jesus. <laughs> the power <laughs> of Katoy. It compelled you? It compelled me. It did. We went to Gold Cash Gold, um, like a neighbor restaurant on the street, down the street on Michigan. And they had made like this, Haley had made this beautiful pot pie for us that yeah. like said Katoy and like offered us family meal. And then we all after that went to Two James, a really amazing distillery across the street, and they were like, "Uh, like literally, we walked in and like, <coughs> I think we got an applause." I, I, I don't know, to God but Ron <laughs> was there. You got an applause. I think we did, and we all got free amazing drinks. Dude, the thing like so cool when we sat down, they brought shot glasses and a bottle of absolutely. So, like I felt like a fucking cowboy, yeah. you know, like bring me the bottle, <laughs> and sick. I dropped off like one coin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, and then it's, yeah. it's been a trip. It's, it's it's been a huge trip. We we hung out with Sierra that night too. Mm -hmm. She like yeah. came over and helped me cook dinner, and like oh, that we, yeah, that would have never have happened. Sierra's one of the cooks at mm -hmm. Katoy and yeah I don't know it's just was like it was nice because I was so sad and it was nice to like feel my family like just hugging me <laughs> well if you try to <coughs> understand all this and I've thought about a lot of this because everybody who's been involved in this scenario has is, is been so amazing and it's it's been great to see but it's not for the most part unexpected because there's a design to this and I don't mean to make it less heartfelt but basically, uh -huh. I think that the reason why I decided to work with Brad and Courtney and the reason maybe they decided to work with me is because Katoy is a true democracy in that there's no one's vote who's worth more than anyone else's, right? 
Katoy exists so that I can do what I want to do with Katoy. Katoy exists so that Courtney can do what she wants to do with Katoy. Katoy exists so that Brad can do what he wants to do with Katoy. Katoy also exists so that you all can do what you want to do with Katoy. If you want to be yourself when you're waiting tables and show a little bit of attitude and show a little bit of skin, go for it. Like, <laughs> you're very quickly, if you don't do it the right way, you're very quickly going to realize it and you're going to change yourself. But just like you have to choose as a customer to enter the space, you have to choose every day when you show up there what you want to get out of the experience. <coughs> and so few companies or work opportunities or opportunities in life ever present you with that opportunity. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And it's like, you know, anybody at Katoy can come to Courtney and present her with an idea. And we, we're not going to work for anyone else to help them do their idea, but it's there. It's all there. And the choices that anybody wants to make or the things that anybody wants to grab by the horns, the opportunity exists for them to do that. And it's like, I thought about this just now because Courtney was saying, Brad has assembled an amazing staff in the kitchen and it's amazing. Everybody at Katoy is amazing, but it's not, it's a democracy. And Courtney says this all the time. It's, 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 it's a team and there's a spirit. And the thing about it is, is that everybody, and this is in the most wholesome way that I could ever think to say this, everybody's using everyone else at Katoy so they can do exactly what they want to do in their life. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's so much energy in that damn place. And it, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. I mean, I think that at least. Do you guys feel that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like this all happening is like a platform for everybody to like push their main game kind of, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and I think that's great. Yeah. Like I mean, I love being a part of Katoy, but like at the end of the day, I don't want to be a server my for whole sure. life. Right. Obviously. And I do feel like I now have a platform to be like. I want to take pictures. I want to take those pictures of those Katoy bags for you guys. And I like, I've been telling you for so long that I like want to take pictures of food and I just like haven't done it. And now I'm like, okay, no, that shit's happening. I'm going to do that. And I definitely feel like motivated by it all, which is, I don't know if that's like weird, well, but I definitely have found a silver lining out of this. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I mean, I think just being a part of the restaurant, like has it has enabled for this to happen for us to have a platform to push our thing you know and, and i don't a, know and a support group like i think to for give sure you an example of that is so and coming back to what you said about um using a toy lily is a fashion designer and yeah. she approached me about maybe doing a line for katoy a collaboration and she's been working on this for for a few months and suddenly when this happened it became more urgent to get it out so but i love that i, I think you two met through katoy is this correct like did Me you guys Lily? yeah 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 so so then you're, you do well, silk screening yeah and then i'm the one that print is it, printing it so it's like exactly katoy 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 all the way down the line it, until we sell it exactly you know? and so there, i love this idea that suddenly like now everyone i mean we're all we're, we're all kind of figuring this out you know that in the kitchen in front of house what we want to do but it's not just that like it's giving us a platform of expression but it's giving us a support group so now you have other collaborators and it's 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 interesting interesting how this has sort of evolved in sort of little community <laughs> yeah co a collective i should say it's it's it should be and the way it should work is like how any company should work and i'm no socialist but <laughs> but you i get you should get from Katoy what you want to get from Katoy, right? The minute Katoy stops giving you what you as a server wants to get from Katoy, 
you should leave. And there's no hard feelings about that, right? It's understood that nobody, it's understood that it's not that anybody works for anyone else there. It's that some people have more of a stake in it than other people. And we all just try to get out of our investment, whether it's money or time, because there's no difference between those two things, really. I agree. For sure. Whatever we put in, you should expect to get out from it too. And I think that the reason why people have been so connected to Katoy is because they realize subconsciously that that's basically what Katoy was. You wanted to make a little bit extra change. You wanted to express yourself. You wanted to hang out with your friends. Katoy gave you the chance to do it. But it's more than that because, I don't know, I'm just kind of riffing right now. I'm not really, this is not, I hadn't thought about this before. We're always riffing. Yeah, always. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this is. (laughs) But, um, yeah, if you guys want to direct this more, I I could go and talk for for No, this is like free form. Like, that's what's beautiful about podcasts is that it's free form, like, so now, tell me about like yeah, we fuck don't that thing, okay, you know? So like that's Philip, old media. I heard yeah. that like, you're from New York. Tell yeah. me about <laughs> yes. that. Like, okay. And then you <laughs> give some a thirty second. Yeah, I grew up in New York. Okay, now I'm here. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not. Here's a really awkward segue into my next yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's true to the way your personalities are too, as a, as a couple and as individuals. We you try know, to do that. You guys yeah. are a very nice couple. I oh <coughs> thanks. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I just I think that's what I like out of podcasts when I'm listening. For me, it's like I feel like I'm hanging out with these people, and that's what I want people to feel like yeah. when they listen to this. And if I'm just talking to Brett how I normally or Bart how I normally Thank do, you. and he's talking to me how he normally does, and I'm talking to you guys how I normally do, like yeah, this is how we would have this conversation if we had microphones or not. Yeah. So that's what. But that's it what we also want. this platform gives you a little bit more of a like. opportunity to have a deep deeper conversation than you would at like a party or like when when i see you at the restaurant you know it's like what's up dude and you're having like a business meeting and i'm I'm like dropping food at the table yeah it's but it's the same thing that makes katoy special we made the conscious choice to sit here and when you make the conscious choice to do something the level and your experience of that thing is going to be higher you know you sat down there uh bart and Abigail are here, <laughs> and they brought all this um, heavy recording machinery. It heavy. seems heavy to me. <laughs> um, you know, it's amazing. It's cool. They set this place up in a cool way. But there's a conscious choice that we've all made to have this conversation, and we can't yeah. waste it. And um, I think that's a good life lesson, kind of. It's like, and that's what Detroit does, too. Detroit is unprotected sex. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you, you know, it, it is interesting, and it is, it is good, but... <laughs> Hey, but I'm all for it. The stakes it. are high. You know what I mean? The stakes are very, very high. Yeah. Insurance on a restaurant, that's birth control. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Insurance on your car? No. Woof. Uh, it, it's um it's 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 a tough it's an interesting place to be. It certainly is. And uh, but you have to make the conscious <laughs> choice to be here was the point I was trying to make. Yeah. I got off target. No. I made an analogy that, that I even unhinged myself there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to get way off target because I cheated and I looked at my phone and I just got a message from my friend who, who sent me this, this message. It turns out that since Katoy closed, I don't really have anything to do in Detroit anymore. Aww. Uh, you should text them and say <laughs> Monday nights at LJ Sweetheart Bar, Prankus with Bart Dangus. Prankus with Bart Dangus. Cheap drinks, <laughs> dumb jokes. <laughs> you went once. Yeah, I did. I don't think there was anywhere to sit for you, you though. You experienced huh? some <laughs> social anxiety. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I experienced social anxiety 
all the time. Yeah, that's I, the yeah, worst I mean, place to be. I for also <laughs> experience social anxiety, and when I'm at Prankus, <coughs> it is a chore. <laughs> Why? What, what, what's the essence <laughs> of it? Um, well, I don't know if you've been to any open mics ever, but they're all a chore for social anxiety. Yes. <laughs> open open Com- comedy show. Yeah, yeah. It's like worst. but but it's like open mics, worst. not just a comedy show. Yeah, an open mic different. where people just go up if they showed up and they can yeah, talk at you for seven minutes. So when does it take place? <laughs> <laughs> Monday nights, yeah. 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. at LJ Sweetheart. And it's painful Heartburn. when people do it. S- sometimes Some it's painful. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> but a lot of times it is painful. And just, you know, it's show to show. Like open mics are just kind of painful in general because you're going to get. I'm switching up the format, though. So it's going to be I'm different. I'm sorry. You're I'm not trying to talk. No, no, it's show. cool. It's cool. <laughs> you're but the MC and the comedian and a comedian. Well, you're the MC yes. too, though. Yeah, I run the show, and kind of like he doesn't like, do like a spot though. Hey, that's a great T-shirt. No, silk screen that. What my prank is show? No, I run this show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wear a suit when I do the show, so. Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh my god, it's a great suit. It's he ugly. looks like <coughs> grandpa. It's like great. a used car salesman. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of those in Detroit. <laughs> but anyways, the show it's like it's like an open mic, but we kind of fuck around with. The comics and heckling's involved. Heckling is so, encouraged. and but but also that that's a way to like break the tension. Um, I don't know, and also to keep comedians sharp. Yeah, it is, it, it's in heckling, my opinion, heckling is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying go to like a comedy club and start heckling people because you'll get destroyed and they don't and they'll kick you out. But my show's a, a little bit. Uh, it's a training ground. Uh, again, like, <laughs> look, if you can't go into a comedy club and handle some heckling, you should not be in Detroit. Period. All right, there's a yeah, lot worse dude. that you have to experience here, you know? We're, we're just not trying to be advocates for people <coughs> heckling at like a <laughs> comedy show. I'm an advocate because it pushes <laughs> a level, <laughs> it level it, up, you it, know? It's crazy, like, in the all-black rooms here, like, they are rough and, like, way more prone to heckle, especially white people. Yeah. And but I would like to try that. I would love to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. <laughs> I would like to try that. I'll, I'll find you a mic if you want. I know what you mean, though, because even when I try to go get a permit from the city, like, you know, I, I love black women because they have sass and attitude. <laughs> and I don't know. A lot of a lot of uh, people who become too comfortable in society kind of lose that a little bit. They don't see a benefit to it. There's, there's a slight cost to it. Maybe there's no benefit to them. And... Um, but black women have a lot of fun with white guys, and it's <laughs> it's always a great pleasure to stand up to that heckling oh, and yeah. win them over. Because when you win them over, you've won them over, you know. Well, and I don't even think that has to like that's just with a race thing. It's totally like like if I can rip on you and you can laugh about it, you know. Like I think that's a really healthy thing. I think you know? that's something like, that you particularly enjoy too. For sure. And I love that. Like I like my best friends, we just rip on each other all the fucking time. Yeah. And me ripping on your socks on your hands like that's not cuz <laughs> like I dislike you, like it's cuz I like you actually, you know? Yeah. But I think it's also a healthy exercise for you to be comfortable with yourself yeah, totally. if somebody's going to poke a stick at you, you know? Well, definitely. Yeah. And you know when somebody pokes a stick at you, <coughs> It, you're really giving the person an opportunity. You know, by making fun of somebody, if they stand up to it in the right way and even smack it right back, you're giving that person an opportunity to win you over. Yeah, if and you, that's how I make the best friends. Yeah, if, if you never put yourself out there or never force anybody to put themselves out there, you have a lot of very muted relationships, you know, and that's a, a lot of the world, unfortunately, is like that. I agree. CV is tough as nails, by the way. <laughs> CV Henriette, Courtney, 
Courtney, who's sitting next to me here, my business partner who was speaking earlier. I've taken up the mic, though. She hasn't recently. Um, she's tough as nails. She's tough as the tusk around her neck. I always, I'm, and very there's short. literally a tusk around there's her neck. Literally t- and I'm very <laughs> short. I always forget this. Recently, I've noted I don't like places where I'm standing. Like we are very tall. Mm-hmm. I went to a party last night, and I and I just got sick of looking up. Like everyone <laughs> I know suddenly is like I'm five foot one, and I wear heels, so I don't. I, f- I feel very big all the time, but but it's very difficult for me to be in a room standing. Dude, so many people <laughs> make comments like when they're hanging out with us. Yeah, we're both fucking giants yeah and mo <laughs> isn't as tall as us but she's still tall yeah. too and we'll often all three be hanging out together and people are just like is everyone from phoenix really tall yeah <laughs> like no just us <laughs> but yeah i that's i remember you telling me that you saw me at um that <laughs> show at marble bar yeah yeah <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I didn't see you. <laughs> Too tiny. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Tough and tiny. Tough and tiny. It's a good way to be. Yeah. <laughs> we should. I feel like we're like, we should talk a little bit about this hut. I know that this is I'm about totally Couture, down but to. I think you know Philip is very humble, and this project just won an amazing uh, architecture award. I, um, oh really? I didn't know. Yeah, oh, the architects in town. He was sleeping in the hut. Um, well, Edmund I think Chan. you should explain what it is. Yeah. Like, and yeah, where hut, we are. I don't really yeah. like, think paints the picture of what we're in. Is. When I think hut, I think mud and sticks. And, and this is mm-hmm. not mud and sticks. There's yeah. there's a few sticks. T- tell us a little bit about the project, Philip. <laughs> well, we're seated in a um, serene and spacious uh, neighborhood here in Detroit. And actually, our photographer works at Katoy as well. Very talented photographer, Chris Miele. I've never even called him by his last name. Is it Miele or Miele? Adventure guy photo on Instagram. Adventure guy photo on Instagram. There you go. Very, very talented I feel like that's more important than it, last it is, names I agree. nowadays, which is kind of sad. Um, when you go out into Detroit and you take pictures in solitude, you have some interesting perspectives. And when I asked him to describe this neighborhood, he called it spacious. And um, I appreciated that. It is a spacious neighborhood. Um, the thing about Detroit is that there's, like any place else, development is concentrated. We're in a place where there's been no development since the 1970s, 1960s even, actually. And I bought, you know, a little bit of land over here, and I wanted to devise a creative solution, a way to do something with the land. So I arrived at a Quonset hut, which is a military structure. Um, I had a world-class architect from L.A. design some Quonset huts and uh, because they're relatively more affordable than regular construction, and they're interesting, too. And it does look like that. It, it's like a half circle. It's a hangar. It's thing. like an airplane. Yeah, hangar. totally. It, yeah, it, damn. It, the the thing is, is that you know people ask about. Well, does anybody want to live over there? Look, like people ask you, wh- what about tattoos? Do you do you want a job? You know, what about work? Fuck no. I don't <laughs> want a forty hour a week bullshit thing. No. And that's the point. I want to do this the person forever. That doesn't <laughs> accept you with your tattoos is not something that's interesting to you anyway. Yeah, the person doesn't want to live in a in a converted military structure <laughs> in this neighborhood of Detroit. It, it, I'm not it's trying not who it's to. For. It's not for them, you dude. Know? And that's what I love about here. It's like, yeah, like you either it, love it or you leave. Detroit as a city like th- is like that too. Yeah, would yeah. you explain your experience here a little bit, actually, dude? Um, you got to see our neighborhood. Yeah, like, I was gonna say yeah. that because we have a friend um, who lives in Arizona whose family lives in a suburb of Detroit, and she was visiting. And they were like, so where do your friends live in Detroit? And she was like, oh, they live on the east side. We live like a mile east of Easter Market. It's a really nice neighborhood. There's like a lot of community there. It just, um, it has a lot of blight. (coughs) And it looks 
it's definitely doesn't look inviting and it looks a little scary, but it's actually really, really, really nice. I love it. But uh, her family was like, are you carrying a gun? <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm not carrying a gun. What are you talking yeah. about? Like our family's literally, or our neighborhood is literally full of families, like with young kids. Yeah. And our neighbors are amazing. Our neighbors below us li- literally just had a baby. Like, it's a very communicative place, and we're super happy. And there. we wave to people. People say hello. What's yeah. up? How you same how here. Or no. shit. What is it? A uh, um. You all right? Yeah. You all right? Yeah. That's like that's that's a, f- that that's a new phrase. That I don't we've know never if that's Midwest yeah. or Detroit, but it's like you all right. That's the hello. When someone yeah. said that you to me right? the first time, I was like, should I? Know I was you like, yeah. Right? <laughs> Do I look that okay? Yeah. <laughs> hey, am I? Old? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> it, it's funny hearing you say that it. It's a nice neighborhood. It is a nice neighborhood. I know, but I love our neighborhood. No, and I love it too. But it's like when we first came here over a year ago, and we went to like that's not our neighborhood. I know, but I'm saying when we went to these few places, and we're like, oh my god, this is so sketchy. What the fuck, you know? And now we go, and it's like we we thought that was sketchy. Like that's a joke. Like all this stuff, these abandoned houses. The idea that there's differences between races that people plant in your head, it's all heckling. It's uh-huh. all the choice of heckling. And if you can overcome it, even the fire at our restaurant, mm-hmm. if you Dude. can overcome the heckling, you're accepted and you're written in history. You're, you, 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 if you can overcome the heckling that Detroit offers you, right? If you get on stage, because to choose to come here is to getting on stage, and you can overcome <laughs> the heckling, you're accepted, right? I don't buy into any of the BS. I mean, people... The only people that talk about gentrification are privileged white people who spend very little time in this city. Black people who are in the neighborhoods here, they like us. We bring energy. We bring light as long as we accept them in a sense. You know, th- th- these it's it's so naive to say that you going about doing your thing in this neighborhood because you're not the majority race in the neighborhood <coughs> is wrong is such an old, tired conversation that naive people who aren't willing to take the risk impose upon you so that they feel better about not taking that risk and that's my way to see it at least because that's interesting it, it is interesting because gentrification has definitely been something that i've thought about a lot since moving here because i don't want to be someone who brings that upon a place especially like thinking about um, midtown uh, or formerly cast corridor like the skid row of detroit and now it's like one of the most like nice quote-unquote if you will neighborhoods of Detroit that people definitely like feel comfortable with like I think it definitely has in part to do with the fact that Wayne State is there and like there's a bunch of like you know privileged people living there but like yeah I don't know I'm interested to hear what you think about that I'll tell you I'll tell you about that if Courtney I don't know if Courtney wants to say something or not oh no I was just like I think it's also an it how you approach things like when I think about the reasons people go to Midtown, they're in and out. Like, I just, it's fun. Like, Philip built this community, and I just think that I'm I'm a woman. I You are? I, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. Maybe. I should <laughs> double-check sometime. Um, Philip's not here that often, so right now I'm, like, the lone resident on this area. And, like, I walk my dogs by myself, like, twice a day. I walk <coughs> at night. And I've lived in Detroit a long time in different parts, and I... I I feel pretty safe because when people come up to me, I just talk to them. Yeah. Like, I definitely like find yeah. just talking to people yeah. helps just with everything. The wheelbarrow lady was like, uh, hey, how are you? If you hear me rummaging through your dumpster, it's because I take wood at night. And I was like, cool. Now I know why my dogs bark. Awesome. <laughs> and like, that's our relationship. And like, you know, it's just acknowledging people, I think, is 
the largest part is when you put like that being a human to yeah. other humans. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. It, it, it like all equals exactly. Do, do you think that if somebody comes from a diff- different socioeconomic class than you, has a different uh, household income, uh, different race, do you think that there's anything offensive about going and living in their neighborhood and being nice to them, saying good morning to them, no, fixing up a house around them? I mean. The only time I think gentrification is a relevant conversation, and I don't even think that it is relevant, it's an academic term that's imposed upon people that are in the world doing something <laughs> fucking real. The only <laughs> time I think it's relevant at all is when you go to a neighborhood that allows you to do something because of an opportunity of low cost, that allows you to do something in a mediocre way. That's called taking advantage. Taking advantage is when you come to Detroit and you buy something for cheap, and because you don't think that there are other restaurants or other places to live, you give the city a mediocre project. You get somebody in bed, you fucking make love to them. You fuck them. You know, you do not do it for a few minutes and then roll over. Like, that's what Midtown is. If anybody's listening... <laughs> Midtown rolled over. Oh, so Midtown damn. rolled over, is that what you're saying? Midtown got in bed and, like, they went through the act of having sex. Like, they, if, if Midtown had come in, okay, and they'd made love to Detroit and they'd given it to Detroit in a good way, the way Katoy, in my opinion, gives it to Detroit, does everything <laughs> it's doing in a very pure and honest and strong way... There is nothing wrong with that. And if you have a problem with, 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 with a passionate expression of who it is that you are, whether I'm from your race or religion or not, then that's your problem, you know? And that's your problem to solve. But if you're, that's what I said earlier. I don't, I'm, not an, I'm not on a social mission. I'm not an altruist. All I believe <laughs> is that everybody should be able to do their work to the best of their ability. And that's it. And that's the only thing that anyone owes the world. Because as soon as people start coming in here and being like, oh, well, you know, we can buy, we can, we can buy this land super cheap and we can, you know, put up these uh, shipping containers like in a very uninspired way. And, you know, because there's no other place to live and because shipping containers are in vogue right now, people will rent them, you know. That's <laughs> bullshit. That's gentrification. That's taking advantage of, of bad circumstances but not giving it any energy or vitality in return. Do you know what I mean? Th- does that make yeah. sense? That was cool. That's yeah, what I that, think was <laughs> that was so like, cool for me to listen to. <laughs> you just want everyone to come, basically. Like, <laughs> and make sure you make the other. With the U, <laughs> yes, not exactly. a yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think on that, there's like a l- there's a level of making yourself vulnerable, too. Like when you're talking about Katoy, I think about when we started, <coughs> what made us different is that we had an idea of what we wanted to do, but we really, really opened ourselves up to to our guests. So we started with a food truck, very small. Brad wanted to make Thai food, but we were open enough that, you know, every night he would experiment and try a dish out, but get direct feedback. I I think of that with our front of house too, that like people engage with you when you're on the floor and you know, you can tell from their experience and and directly shape that. So if somebody comes into Katoy, I mean, just as much as we're giving them an experience, we are shaped by the people who come to us. And I think that's what makes us different is that we're willing to get feedback. We're willing to understand what people like about us, what they don't like about us. And we're, we want to p- create, in our way, a small platform to hear to peer people, to share these stories. And I think when I think of Midtown, I think of people who, when you come and, and this larger idea of gentrification is that when you, the difference is when you come to a space and you tell it what you're giving it. You're like, I am here to do this. And you're, it's like that person that just like, it, you could 
Philip could carry this over to another sex analogy better than me. <laughs> but Ryan's getting in the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ryan, it's like I'm here to do what I'm here to do. Yeah. But like as in, you know, having instead um, of being responsive to your partner. Exactly, being vulnerable. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to is it's scary when you have to like when you come into a neighborhood, you're you're forced like heckling. When someone heckles you, you're forced to look at yourself. Yeah. You're like, man, am I wearing my socks in my hands? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> Courtney's exactly right. And okay, so just to make it more tangible, I guess, and 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 this is not a defense. This is just just to make the conversation more tangible. When we first were talking about Katoy and the decision not to do the garage doors like any other person would do, and like it's that is we 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 decided what the what the market did. We we listened to our partner, our counterpart. We heard Detroit. And we saw, like, we have to be sensitive in this situation. You know, we can't be insensitive. And once we understood what it was that our partner needed from us at this time right now, we gave it to Detroit the best we could within the circumstances of what Detroit was offering us and what Detroit needed. Detroit didn't need a bunch of white people on a Sunday having brunch on a patio with garage doors (laughs) open and music blaring. They don't need that right now. That's not right. Maybe eventually, maybe eventually that, that will be the case, but not right now. And that's why Katoy has no windows and you can't see in. It's a private thing for people who choose to come there. Same with the huts. Everybody from any walk of life, belief, socioeconomic class, color, creed, whatever it is, they all have the same response to these huts. Damn, that's cool. <laughs> That's different. You're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You're crazy. I mean, you see this shit and you're like, yeah, you're crazy. You live here. That's nuts. And it's like, I'm just going to give like a brief description, like lots of exposed shit. Like when you're in the bathroom, the only room is a toilet. But when you're on the top, you could see into the toilet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Was that on purpose? Um, So you watch someone shower? No, that or was poop. just that, that was that was me just cutting corners a little bit. This <laughs> <laughs> is my own residence, so I wanted to experiment with a couple things. It's really cool though. I like I um having been someone who has dealt a lot with like okay, so we have this problem in the house and we need to make a new solution for it and dealing with a lot of like, you know, exposed conduit or like how we're going to deal with this. I've come to like like the bones of houses. And, like, I don't think they need to be hidden. You mean, and like, exposed shit? Yeah. Like, exposed yeah. conduit. Like, like, I don't know. Well, and... Piping. Like, it's, it's like, oh, weird. That's where my water comes from. Look. Like, why do you have to hide that? Yeah. Do you believe in plastic surgery? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not against it. I mean, tits, it's yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, you, if that makes you feel better, I think you should do it. Yeah. You know? Same. If you want to expose your conduit or cover your conduit, <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Courtney's red as fuck right now. <laughs> She's not even drinking. I hope my wine. parents don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send it to them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Kafka. <laughs> I I think like talking about the exposed things in like old buildings. That I mean, because we're in an old ass place, but Our you house. know, yeah, there's been like some updates and exposed stuff. Like I think it's another like. Like that does not exist in Arizona, no. Or or probably like anywhere in the West. Like it, it seems like it's like a. We're in like a cycle of like. Like Detroit was this huge fucking mecca, like for cool shit, and then it went in decline, and then now it's a bunch of weirdos moving here, and we're working with like, the burnt out like, shit that, happened because of that. The old car prostitute and. 
Yeah, and but I love it. Like, I don't know. It it feels semi post apocalyptic. Yeah, you say you say that a lot. Yeah, about places like um, because we have a this a couple of people, our friends Bree and Kevin, they uh have (coughs) bought a bunch of houses in the neighborhood that we live in on the east side, and they'll fix them up, but like in a post-apocalyptic kind of way. Yeah, um, and I like that. Like meaning, and it's not like a... Meaning we're going to fix what we need to fix, but like, you know, if you see some conduit, if there's some paint peeling off the walls... Or like there's exposed who brick. Who fucking cares? Like, I don't know. It's, a, it's an honesty. It's an honesty about... Yeah. I don't like places in Detroit that try to cover up the fact that this is Detroit. Yeah, sure. I totally agree. I, I do not like it's that. It's like weird seeing new places. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, um, like weird bullshit, like cookie cutter yeah eventually eventually maybe that will be appropriate but it's not it's not it's doing detroit an injustice if you don't accept where it's at and play within those bounds and every step of play within those bounds will lead to a further step you know what i mean eventually there will be houses (coughs) built in that neighborhood because there's going to be a lot of young people who maybe take over kevin and Bree's homes rent them you know whatever Mm -hmm. it is who um, have other friends who maybe don't have as adventurous or bold a sensibility as you all do even. I mean, so there's got to be houses maybe eventually that are built for people from Phoenix that are super cool people but just might not be quite as bold as you all and there might be need to be a little more infrastructure but it has to be an honest step towards that. You can't just sweep everything that's a reality here out of the way, plant new shit here and then expect people to think this place is interesting. You know? Yeah. It's I, not I definitely do. Like, the place that we came from, Brett and I both grew up in a suburb of Phoenix called Scottsdale. And it is, I mean, there wasn't anything there before what's there now, but it's all cookie Except cuttered. beautiful mountains. Yeah, except beautiful, beautiful ass desert. desert. But I mean, I mean, snakes. I mean, people, people's things that they've done. Um, but it's all so boring. Like, it's all just like literally cookie cutter houses. They all have like this really boring stucco and... Like, I don't know. Can you add to that at all? Like, lots of gravel. It's <laughs> it's garbage. I mean, it's not garbage, but, like, uh, like I was in Arizona, and I love Arizona. But I was in my parents' house for a uh, – or I wasn't in my parents' – I was in his <laughs> – I was visiting for something. <laughs> <laughs> and in Fountain Hills, which is, like, an even farther suburb than, like, Phoenix. And it was, like, Super Bowl Sunday. And I don't know why this this like sticks with me. Oh, is the, the cheese! <laughs> like Safeway, the grocery store that's in that city, sold out of Velveeta cheese for Super Bowl Sunday. I and think that's, you know what Velveeta that is. Volumes yeah. about the place. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah. It's like that, like liquid, sli- but it's not like, just like it's plastic. It liquid, used to be not gray. cheese. Yeah. It used to be gray. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's only they that color orange. because they dye it. Yeah. And I totally eat that shit. Like I love it. Like that's like one of my guilty pleasures. With We're not judging people that eat it. Like I dip a pretzel, like a soft pretzel in Brett's it. Movies. Guilty pleasure <laughs> is going to the movie theater and getting a really shitty pretzel with some really shitty cheese and jalapenos and eating it. Yes, oh. but back to like them selling out of that. I think that's a very like telling. Telling, yeah. Uh, like this is where we are. You're exactly like, right. Think about the apartments that are totally leased up in Arizona. <laughs> you know the complexes that exist. You know, it's the same sort of places. Or, it's yeah. or like downtown here. It's, yeah, you know. It, it's or the it's suburbs here. The suburbs, like, I specifically think of Ferndale. Well, and I, I think about, like. And Midtown. 
like if I if I had more money, would I choose to live in a suburb here or the Ferndale? No, no, I wouldn't. I would buy a house if I had more money. I For sure, here buy some land. Yeah, do what yeah, you do. That's, that's do the plan. Do. Yeah, yeah. It's actually telling. I think that um, it's raw. That there's parts of it's it's cheaper to live in the suburbs now than parts of the city. Yeah, which it's crazy. Huh. I don't know if I want to live in those parts of the city, but it's interesting. It, 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 it's sort of refreshing to know that lots of people don't want to live in the suburbs because they. I don't know. They make put me parking lots make me a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like people that want to live in the suburbs. Live do it but live also over there but that's not you know for me. something that's interesting about detroit too at least in comparison to phoenix because that's my pretty much only ex- other experience in a city is that the suburbs here still like have some character like well it's a lot older yeah yeah which i guess like I something think, and i, love I told it. philip earlier that interested me a lot about detroit was the architecture here and that definitely seeps into the suburbs because you know they're older too just like Detroit is old, whereas Phoenix pretty much only exists in Phoenix. When you get into the suburbs, it's like all like sixties is probably like the oldest shit you're gonna find in the suburbs there. Whereas here, it's like, oh yeah, this, this is from like eighteen sixty. <laughs> uh, are you doing all right on time? I, I gotta go in about two minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. But you guys you can stay here and talk. No, I, pa- I passed the secret note. Phil. Yeah, that, that yeah. was. He was yeah. Pro- okay. Phil was wondering we're, why. I was do, you, do you want to just s- real quick speak on like? What's next? Like or anything is that about that you want to promote about Katoy? Yeah. Or like anything like that? My personal philosophy is that, um, you know, there's three partners in Katoy, but my personal, if if I had my way 100%, um, we'd quietly find <coughs> ways for everybody to be supported, and that's what we're working to do, who's part of the part of the family. Okay, it's a team and a family. We work together, but we also, you know, kind of care about each other. Um, and then in three months, just turn on the lights and come back with a vengeance. Hoist the pirate flag and <laughs> open the door. <laughs> Dude, when this Fuck happened, yeah. I'm not going to lie, that was the first thing I thought of. Like, th- when we reopen, it's going to be like, like, we thought it was crazy already. Yeah. It's going to be even fucking crazier. I thought you were going to say I want a flag because I really want a flag. <laughs> <laughs> like a toy I flag? Wanna, I, when we come back, I, I was like I was like telling Ish, the architect, I was like, Ish, um, you know what? You know what? Let's. We were nice. We were generous. We were a little naive, too. Let's build a cage around this whole place. A cage. We got to contain the animals. Everybody oh who comes into this place, let's, let's build a cage. Let's put a pirate flag up <laughs> and let's let them know that we are here. And we aren't going anywhere. <laughs> fire or no it, fire? Can there be the a moat? <laughs> I wanted a moat. A moat. I'm down for a moat. You that know? sounds sick. A moat. It sounds like your sex dungeon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I mean, right on. I mean, you could use the same design. Like, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, cool. Well, well, what do you think, C.B. Henriette? Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, on record, I'm going to make this plea to my business partner. When we reopen, can we make the booths a little bit bigger? Yeah. A little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. I feel like we're being mean to tall people. See, not just <laughs> tall white people too. <laughs> this is where like it's just it's uncomfortable. <laughs> this is where C V Henriette and I we we um no no, this is actually where Brad like you know, Brad is a chef, right? Like he wants <laughs> he wants to provide people with a restaurant experience. You know, were you guys at the restaurant when the AC wasn't working? No. In the I thought it was we great. Okay. No. I was like, you know, I was getting calls, I was out of town. But like, and I was there a couple of days in the beginning when it was happening, and I we never got fixed. And I was getting calls from like Courtney. I was like, "Our AC is not working." And Brad would text me, 
Or AC's not working. It's like I, 90, for the record, I didn't even notice. This is in August, I okay? Was great. And I'm saying to myself, that's great. Like, this is a more authentic <laughs> Thai development. Yeah, world totally. Experience. I remember Madison yeah. saying that. You know, well, a woman passed out. It was hot and she was Whoa. eating spicy soup. <laughs> she came too. She kept eating. She came right back to life. Kept <laughs> True. She came. It was so good. It was probably the cow soy. No, it's like, to me, like, I believe that beyond, look, there are things that are non negotiable in hospitality. We are so grateful for every single dollar somebody spends at our restaurant because, again, a conscious choice. They chose to spend that dollar there consciously. Nobody put a gun in their head. And I'm so <laughs> grateful for that. But once they relinquish that to us, they come into our space, we will give them a extremely unique experience. We're not out there to make them feel the way they demand to feel. We're out there to make them feel different and great and... Kind of weird. Yeah, a little bit weird. And to inspire things that... Um, you know, music does that to people. Drugs is, 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 is too easy. It's, it's, it's too easy a way to feel that way. Drinking is why people drink, you know, to feel a little bit different. We don't have to engage in drugs and drinking to feel so different. We just have to make small booths and have funky lights <laughs> and, small booths. and have a wait staff that's unbelievable um, and different and exotic and food that just turns you upside down. Like, Katoy is, at large, it's kind of like a drug, you know? Yeah. It's made to make people feel different. So when C.V. Henriette asks me to make the booths bigger, <laughs> I say no. We make them smaller. Oh, damn it. Make <laughs> them smaller. You know, I, 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 say, uh, I don't fit in the booth. Which, which is fine for me because I joke around. If you So Ish is amazing too. I, our Ish is he's a, on the spe- he's a smaller human. And um, I joke that it's like Ish. I just heard I, on the spectrum. I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I said Ish made the perfect restaurant for us because I'm small. He's small. It's like great. And the irony to all this is that Philip is yeah, not a not small, small man. Yeah. He's like six foot something, very muscular. So d- so with that, tall people out there, if, if Philip can do it, you can do it. Yes. Well, <laughs> no, but I really want to defend myself here, okay? And Courtney's right. Thank you, Courtney. The truth of the matter is I've had many business – I am six foot one, and I've had many business meetings at Katoy. Yeah, you don't got a gut, though. And <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Midwesterners have guts. Yeah, fair enough. But w- when I knock knees with somebody from the mayor's office or I knock knees with somebody I'm trying to do business with, there's immediately a sense of camaraderie. A, of comfort that's you know? very interesting we, yeah. we kind of drop our guard yeah. and like to feel uncomfortable together it's a very interesting experience knocking knees with someone who you're trying to have like a professional experience with yeah it, it, it's it but it, as long as it's as everything else is taken care of and attended to and good which it always is at katoy then it's it's just one point of data within the experience mm-hmm. at large and i think it's an interesting one i think that if we start to try to normalize the experience um if we try to normalize the experience um, then then we get rid of the experience. I mean, that is part of the experience is, is you, you come into these booths, they're small people like I, you're forced to share food. Our kitchen is set up that you have to share food. Yeah. You have to be close to people. I really like, just feel really bad for overweight people. Like yeah. it's, it's like, it's really an awkward experience. <laughs> i'm just gonna bring it up like that's something that i've dealt with multiple times the hosts have to think about that when they're seating people like it's it's, it's a little awkward it's our form of heckling (laughs) (laughs) we're not fat shaming anyone we 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 want everybody to feel um 
not comfortable comfortable enough. Uh, <laughs> comfortable. We want people <laughs> to feel comfortable. That's the end. You want you want to give people the experience. Yeah, of it's, what I mean, you're, it is, you're putting out there. Well, and it is also like Thai. Asian people are small. Asian people would probably fit in our seating of such like situation. <laughs> it's hard, you know. You think about these things, and you you know that's the fun thing about business is that you kind of you kind of take all <laughs> these elements and you put it together, and and then the business is its own living, breathing thing, and you see like. You know, you guys talk to a lot of people with your podcast and you probably feel different things. You react to every person in a very different way. Like certain people, you guys choose to be in a relationship because you make each other feel a certain way, you know, and it's like a business or a place or a restaurant is no different. It's like and our goal is there's something very particular that we want to toy to make you feel. And maybe you don't want to marry the place, but maybe you date it for a few years. Maybe you take it home one (laughs) night, you know, but like it's it, it has a very specific purpose. And it's supposed to make you a very particular way, and it's not the way that like the typical restaurant experience sh- should make you feel. A- and it's not know? for everybody. It's like any if yeah. anything distinct. Like you're a very distinct personality. Like not everyone wants to date you. I mean, I adore you, Abby, but like <laughs> this, this is the same idea. Yeah. It's like we also make really bold, spicy food, and when people come in, we have to say they're like, I don't like spicy food, and the, the honest answer is wow like maybe this isn't the place for you I, I don't like dark people? weird lights I would love to say that I don't people. like small booths well that's what we are because a sorry. lot of times people come in and they're like do you have a sushi menu and I just want to be <laughs> like you should go somewhere else well you know I think you, that's what you should do you know as, I mean, as the owner of the business you know what the best thing to say at that situation is I got this. Let me take care of you. <laughs> trust me. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Yeah. You're going to have a great time. I'm going to order you that yeah. fried chicken yeah. sandwich. You know? You're going to love it. But, you know, the great thing about Katoya is, and there's a balance here, right? This is why we can't make the booth bigger. Okay? This <laughs> is the reason why. Because Chef Brad, all right, if he hears his podcast and he hears Courtney and I going on about this. You think like, he'll make it this far? He's going to be like, no. <laughs> he might fast forward to it if he hears about yeah, it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll be like, God. How did I fucking get into business with them? <laughs> and he's going to be so angry. He's going to be so angry. He's going to go into the kitchen and he's going to make some dish that's so fucking flavorful and spicy from his passion because he'll never tell us that he's angry. Yeah. Right. So he'll just go into the kitchen and he'll start tinkering with spices and herbs and ingredients and he'll whip his crew together and he'll get going. And he'll suddenly make something so fucking you have good. a dish. That's 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 made of passion, Ugh. you know. All, like literally, all the dishes on the oh menu. My God. Yeah, that's They're the truth, so right? That See, explains my whole role. Uh, the Brad is angry with me all the time, and I'm just driving his passion. Dude, you're, you're welcome publicly. You're welcome, you. everyone. Thank you. you should get a raise. Thank, I, uh, thank you for the fried rice. God damn. <laughs> I know. It, Brad, Brad is the most talented. Uh, he's an interesting combination. He's a rabbit hole, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, Brad is such a humble, um, straightforward guy. You'd never be able to imagine that what comes out of his mind and out of his hands and out of his kitchen, it's 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 inspiring. It's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. It's like don't don't tell Bernie this, but his food huh. is the best food I've ever had. Bernie's the chef yeah. at the restaurant I used to work for, and we had a very close rapport. But like, goddamn, Brad knows what is up. That Pat Mama, yeah, I'm dying fuck. for it. I can't <laughs> believe I have to wait for summer. It better be on the menu, Brad. I'm calling you out right now. Pat Mama needs to be on it. Um, I just want the last line yes. before yeah, I hop off. Sure. But I feel like on that note, next time you watch Brad cook, look at his hands. Oh, we look at his he hands. He has oh, yeah. the most he delicate some weird hands. Shit. It's his amazing hands. to watch his hands. He does some Spider weird fingers. Yeah, like they're like, no, they're, yeah, yeah it's like it. a piano player. Or something. Yeah. It is, it yeah. is yeah. very piano-y. You're For right. sure. Okay. okay All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, do you need to plug some shit really fast? Uh, you guys no, can get it. off if you need no, to. No, we're good. Okay. Uh, yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, this thank you for great. having us. This You're is welcome. amazing. Uh, You're welcome. Over and out. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. We good love night. you. This was fun. Thanks for the interest. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>